This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's check in with the host of BetQL's newest show. It's Women of Wagertainment Wednesday on the Daily Tip. Here to lay down the law. Very grateful to you, Constable. Thank you, Constable. With her favorite picks for today. Miss Clark, she fires and goes! It's Kate Constable. And may the Schwartz be with you. Here we go. Great to with us on a Wednesday. We're going to make it even better. The co-host of The Better Angle each Saturday from 4 to 7 Eastern on the BetQL Network. It is Kate Constable. Kate, good morning to you. I'll just get right to it instead of going on and on about old people and hockey here. Let's talk a little NBA and the Eastern Conference Finals, Celtics and the Heat. This line opened Celtics minus 7.5, went to Celtics minus 8.5, back down to Celtics minus 7.5. Where in the world or how in the world are you going to bet tonight's matchup? Yeah, Jenks, I got this at um, Heat plus eight is where I'm going here. And I would still take this at uh, plus seven and a half. I think this is a little bit disrespectful to the Miami Heat. I mean, what they've been able to accomplish in this postseason is nothing short of incredible after being a play-in team. And if you look at how they've started series in the past, I mean, against the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, number one overall team. They beat them by 13 in game one, put up 130 points in that game. They were a nine-point underdog going into that one. Knicks, game one against them. They won by seven in New York, despite being a four-point underdog in that series. And Miami's had a little bit of extra time to rest. Their series ended on Friday. Celtics went to game seven with the Sixers. That wrapped up on Sunday. So that's huge for Jimmy Butler after kind of dealing with that ankle injury to get a few extra days of rest. I also think this could be a little bit of a letdown spot for Boston, coming off an emotional comeback in Game 6, a massive win in Game 7, advancing to the conference finals. Uh, and the Miami Heat, they're going to be ready for them. So I like the Heat here, plus 7.5, plus 8, wherever you got it. I've also sprinkled a little on the money line, just because the Miami Heat have shown that they can open series strong and win mm-hmm. on the road. I, I just think this is a bit disrespectful to Eric Spolster and company. And also, the Celtics have proven that they are fully capable of losing outright (laughs) as big favorites at home. So I think that's built in to the handicap for me as well. I'm with you on the Heat getting the 7.5. Do you have a feel on this total? Because we have seen great defense from both of these squads at times, but also this total is 210.5. It's a very low total. Do you have a feeling there, or are there any other plays that you like in this game? Yeah, so with the total... I've in game ones or to start a new series, I've often taken the over just because like we saw last night, that total was 222 mm. and a half in the Nuggets Lakers game. And that soared over um, because a lot of times in an opening game, it's kind of a feel out process. And to me, that's more offensively as teams kind of trying to get into a rhythm offensively and kind of, you know, not showcase what they can do on that side of the ball versus like locking down hardcore on the defensive end that typically comes later in the series. So I lean to, towards the over here i have not personally bet that also these two teams love to shoot threes like that uh, miami's gonna let boston shoot threes that's what they've done all season they want to funnel everything into the paint and, and kind of um uh, block out the paint and that's where they really defend heavy there but they'll leave the perimeter open and that's not great against the celtics team if they're knocking down shots 
And same with the Celtics. They're going to let the Heat jack up a bunch, and that's what the Heat do. They beat you by shooting a ton of threes. So if both of these teams are shooting well from deep right now, uh, this game is likely going to go way over the total of 210.5. The only concern there is if they don't shoot well, well, this is going to be a low-scoring game. But game one of a new series, I bank on both of these teams having a pretty good night. We're talking with Kate Constable, host of The Better Angle, each Saturday from 4 to 7 Eastern on BetQL. Follow her on Twitter and TikTok as well. Kate, how much do you, at least in this series, put an emphasis on coaching? We know Coach Spo, he's a known commodity for the Heat, but when you look at Joe Missoula, he's gotten a little bit of criticism, but look, he's here. This is exactly where the Celtics are supposed to be. Do you factor that in at all, or do you just look at the numbers and the guys on the court? No, I definitely factor that in with these two coaches. If it were Spolstra versus, um, say, Monty Williams, although he just got fired in in Phoenix, or or a veteran coach, Coach Bud, uh, in well, in Milwaukee, I'm saying all this. All these coaches have been fired. What is going on here? Um, but. It, Greg Popovich in San Antonio, a coach where, you know, the caliber of coaching is similar. This is a massive difference between Joe Missoula and uh, and Eric Spolstra. Eric Spolstra is by far and away the better coach. And so I, I put a ton into that because he's able to make in-game adjustments. And that's something that we've seen Missoula kind of, as the series goes on, start to make more adjustments later in the series. We saw that in game six and game seven, putting Robert Williams back into the starting lineup against the Sixers. But it takes him a couple games where Eric Spolstra can – navigate these these challenges on the fly and make adjustments mid-game, and I think that's going to serve Miami very well. So definitely uh, give the Heat a couple extra points uh, in terms of when I'm looking at the spreads here because of Eric Spolstra. I just think he's a massive difference maker for this team. Kate, I'm curious to hear your read on the Lakers Nuggets series because last night, Jenks and I both really liked the Nuggets, but they didn't cover. The Lakers had a late-game push, that actually, you know, could have been a threat down the stretch where LeBron James could have made a three to tie it. But still, like, I'm going to say that the Nuggets look like the better overall team. Do you still feel that way? Or do you think the Lakers can give them a run for their money? I think the Nuggets are still the better overall team. Uh, The Lakers showed late in the game that they kind of figured out the Nuggets a little bit. Starting the game, Anthony Davis was on Nikola Jokic, and Jokic just dominated him. He can't guard him one-on-one. What the Lakers then did later in the game is they put Rui Hachimura on Jokic and allowed Anthony Davis to just kind of roam the back end of of the defensive side of the ball, and that served the Lakers very well. And that's kind of the, the type of defense that they've played in previous series is just kind of having Anthony Davis as someone who's roaming around uh, to help in various areas versus guarding players one-on-one. So uh, this series is so interesting to me because if you look at uh, the odds for this, I mean, Nuggets to win four to three series price, so this is going seven games, is plus 300. Lakers to win four threes plus 600. So essentially, if you think it's going to go seven games, it's kind of a coin flip on who's going to win, but you're getting great well, better value on the Lakers here. I think this is a series that's going to go six or seven games. The Nuggets are the better team to me, but what the Lakers showed yesterday is they're not going to back down ever, and they kind of started to figure them out. So game two is going to be very telling in terms of how much they've figured them out, and then is Denver going to play as well as they did? Because they played fantastic. I mean, Jokic had basically a full game stat line at the end of the first quarter. He's likely, if we're as good as he is, He's likely not going to end with 34 points, 21 rebounds, and 14 assists, a triple-double in that manner going forward throughout this series. On the other side, 
you have to look at Anthony Davis. 40 points yesterday. It, it kind of was a quiet 40 points, it seemed, but he played mm-hmm. 42 minutes. LeBron played 40. Those are two old guys. Are they going to be able to continue playing this many minutes uh, and perform at the level that they did last night? It's just kind of there's pros and cons on each side. I think Denver overall is the better team. I see them winning this series, but it's going to be a back and forth one. And I think this goes seven games. Kate, so we're getting to that time of year when it won't be long. We've still got NBA for a while, a few more weeks, but then that will end. It's just going to be baseball. We'll be talking about all these ridiculous stories in the NFL, like, oh, Aaron Rodgers looks good. Well, of course he looks good. He's a former <laughs> He's going to look great. But there are other things to bet on where you can find value. And one of those things, and I hear a lot of people do this, and I want to get into this, and I know you are going to do it, is the WNBA. So even if you don't follow the WNBA, what is it about that league where you say, this is where you can make some money, and this is why you should think about betting on it? Yeah, the WNBA is actually such an exciting league to bet on. I handicapped them last season, my first season. I didn't keep track of my record just because I was kind of trying just to feel out the process. My unit size was very small, just getting to know these teams and these players. This season's so different because you have the Aces and the Liberty that are just absolutely stacked. You look at their lineups, I mean, Asia Wilson, MVP last season for the Aces, Candace Parker, just came over to Las Vegas from Chicago. Kelsey Plum, Chelsea Gray, Jackie Young. I mean, the list goes on. Then with the Liberty, John Quill Jones and Brianna Stewart, two former MVPs, just came over to New York from UConn and Seattle. Courtney Vandersloot from Chicago. So this league's top heavy, but it doesn't mean you can't find value other places. And a lot of times these lines aren't as sharp because not as many people bet on them. So it, it, it helps that there's 12 teams in the league. You can get to know these teams a lot faster, get to know the players a lot faster. I would recommend, you know, kind of sitting back and maybe putting a smaller unit on these teams early as you start to figure things out. And then kind of by the midway point of the uh, regular season for the WNBA, it's kind of when I really started to, figure these teams out and be able to find an edge. So uh, hoping that happens a little bit sooner this season, now that I have a a year under my belt, but this is going to be a very fun WNBA year, especially when it comes to handicapping and betting on these games. All right. So we don't have a ton of time, but do you have a winner for us in the WNBA finals? It looks like there's not a ton of parody aces and Liberty, both plus plus one twenty, plus one thirty, And then it falls off a cliff so it looks like it's these two teams are bust. Do you buy into that? Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, I mean, these rosters are just absolutely stacked. It, it's going to kind of be these two teams um, all season long as the favorites. Washington Mystics are the one that if you want a long shot, 13 to, yeah, 13 to 1, I would take that. Elena Deladon is uh, back and finally healthy. I might even look to her mm-hmm. for MVP this season because she'll likely have a full year Um on the court versus, you know, she's dealing with back injuries and things like that. A lot of rest last year. So um, long shot Washington mystics, which is crazy to call them a long shot because they are the third, have the third best odds. I mean, that's wild, yeah. but aces and Liberty are going to be the two that you want to look at most this season. Oh, that's good stuff. I'm going to get into that as well, because I need to find a way to maybe look at other markets and make some money this summer. I think that's a great way to do it. She is co-host of The Better Angle each and every Saturday from 4 to 7 in the East on the BetQL Network. Find her on Twitter and TikTok as well. It is our friend, Kate Constable. Kate, great stuff as always, and good to see you. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. 
For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.